markets have kicked off. They've forgotten the holidays. They've forgotten the, the, the New Year's cheer. And that's why I think we saw markets fairly lower yesterday. But that manufacturing production, Sakina, that, that's the bad news, mm-hmm. I guess, from yesterday, certainly on the local front. Uh, and, I mean, we can unpack that uh, if we have a look at it, first of all, falling over the month uh, by, by over 2%, uh, and on a year-on-year basis, 1.3% weaker. Now, remember, this is manufacturing production for November. So this was as the South African manufacturing sector, I guess, were gearing up for the December holidays. Maybe they went on holiday a little bit earlier. Um, we, we saw motor vehicle, uh, motor vehicle production and other transport equipment, that down by just over 9%. So that's largely responsible for some of the sharp declines, but pretty much we, we saw that across other sectors as well, uh, but very concerning in general. Uh, what's also worrying us, though, is that recall that November was kind of before the, the widespread power outages began as well. So as those rolling blackouts came through, we know December is usually not a strong month for manufacturing in any event, so we're not too worried about that. But as that number flows through now into January, into February, and if these rolling blackouts from ESCOM continue to become a feature, we know that manufacturers, uh, specifically the larger consumers, the larger users of electricity, have been asked to cut back on their on their usage in any event. And so I think that certainly will come through and will start to impact some of these manufacturing growth numbers as we head into 2015. Uh, certainly will be a bit of a drag in terms of headline GDP as well. And this in the context of a globe that seems to be, you know, continuing with a little bit of an upbeat recovery, whilst not across the board. Uh, if we can't capitalize on that right now for other reasons, uh, that unfortunately is going to predispose us to a certain degree of weakness relative to our peers. But can we expect to see an improvement at any time? Hopefully soon, that is. Well, well, first of all, I'll tell you what I'm I'm hoping for is that last year was really a difficult year when it came to the labor outages. I mean, we we lost uh, almost, we lost 0.9% of GDP just on the labor outages. So if we get labor back at work for for most of this year, that should hopefully lead to some sort of improvement in the headline number. Uh, Put on top of that, hopefully, some sort of reprieve from this power crisis and and maybe Madupi coming on stream uh, sooner than expected. And and now we're really entering the realm of, of the very optimistic. And that might be some of our saving grace. But for now, I don't think that's the best case. Uh, and unfortunately, the outlook does remain a little bit downbeat. Uh, but I do, I must say, compared to last year's growth numbers, we do still expect an improvement. And just uh, looking at the report there, Chinese trade data coming out better than expected. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, this really, I, I must say, surprising me a little bit. So you, we have seen a little bit of a weakening China, specifically over recent uh, times. And whilst I'm not in the camp expecting you know, Chinese growth to, to collapse in a heap, uh, the recent trend has been a little bit negative. This data now, however, actually we're seeing a very strong number. And I want to contextualize this for our listeners. So, you know, you mentioned it in your intro. They had a trade surplus of $49.6 billion, uh, just for one month. Now, to put this into perspective, that is the, the, the total, in fact, it's more than the total foreign exchange reserves that we hold as South Africa. Our current foreign exchange reserves are around the mid-40 billions. So this, in one month, shows you that Chinese trade surplus larger than all of the reserves South Africa has managed to accumulate uh, over a period of time. It certainly contextualizes the size of China. Uh, why is this important for us as South Africans? Remember, China is a very major trading partner of South Africa, and so if their imports fell by less than expected, it means hopefully a little bit of a turn in terms of this deteriorating trend. And as you mentioned, you know, we've got iron ore, we've got crude. Now, South Africa is a very large raw materials and specifically a base metals exported to China. So we need to see some sort of stabilization and sustained turnaround in China. And that should hopefully bode well for our export sector.
Mm. And just very quickly, the gold price, I see it's jumped to its highest price level in three months. Are we seeing a new trend here, Mohamed? I think it may be a little bit early to call a, a new trend. Uh, you know, gold has been one of those things. It's been so lackluster for such a long period of time. And I must stress, you know, this really has been a dollar story over the course of the last year, maybe even a year and a half. So, yes, we've seen a nice gain in terms of the gold price for this year. Um, that's largely been behind this rally that we saw on the gold stocks yesterday. Whether it's a new trend, like I said, I think it may be early to call. I do still remain structurally bullish uh, on the U.S. dollar. I think that's dollar is likely to get structurally stronger over the course of this year, but I think it's extended in the shorter term. So I'm expecting a short-term dollar correction, and that will likely be supportive of gold, and then hopefully also of the rand exchange rate over that short-term time period. But longer term, the U.S. economy continues to pump, uh, and if that momentum continues, expect the dollar to get stronger and stronger. Well, we'll park it there for today. Mohammed Nala from NetBank Capitals.